welcome to St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Saratoga Springs, New York, where we are gathered by God to share the love of Jesus. Today, we remember the baptism of Jesus. Here is this week's message from Pastor Adam Wiegand. Grace and mercy and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. A little story from my young adulthood. Worked at a place called Point of Woods. It's a community, a Chautauqua assembly it used to be, out on Fire Island. And it was a great place to uh, have a summer while you were in college. Because when you weren't working, you were living at the beach. And you know what you do at the beach. You go swimming and you lay out, surfing, fishing, and all those wonderful things. I didn't make any money, but I sure had a great time. There were lifeguards that were uh, appointed and hired by the community to take care of the people who were swimming. And every year they had to recertify for their jobs. And they used the certification that is applied for Fire Island National Seashore. It's a federal test. And one of the things that they would do in part of the test was to rescue swim a person who is 200 pounds or more I think the distance was 300 or maybe it was 500 yards. I I don't know how far it is, but it was a big, big, long and difficult part of the test. And uh, I fit a couple of the qualifications. First, I was above 200 uh, pounds and uh, I was a very good practice dummy uh, because I knew how to swim. And so I would go on out, swim out to the sandbar, wherever that was. And on my lunch hours, I would help the training lifeguards so that they could get their jobs and enjoy the time at the beach along with me. And so this one day, uh, the waves were a little bit higher than normal, and the water was a little bit colder than normal. I guess there was a storm out at the sea, and it was stirring up the Atlantic a bit. And so I swam out there in the month of May. And if any of you have been in the Atlantic Ocean off of Long Island in May, it's occasionally warm. (laughs) but not really. And on this day, it was predominantly cold. And so when I went out there and hung out at at the sandbar, I started to cramp up. I got cold. The water was sapping my strength. And even though I learned to swim so early in my life that I don't even remember learning to swim in my life, all of a sudden, I wasn't swimming so well. My legs weren't working the way I wanted them to. My arms weren't working the way I wanted them to. And while it was never a problem for me to swim over waves or whatever the case was, instead of going over all of them, I started going over one and under one. And then I was over one and eventually under two. And I started getting a little bit worried because I didn't think I could do over one and under three. And so I was waving to my trainee on the beach, like, now would be good (laughs) to come and get me. And what did he do? Waved back. (laughs) This was not uh, a good thing. And uh, what seemed like an eternity later, all of a sudden, he showed up. And when he showed up, boy, was it a very, very welcome thing. I was angry (laughs) at the fact that he took so long and really relieved that he had finally gotten there. And so one of the things that I wanted to point out to you is that that rescue that I experienced is akin, but not the same way, 
to somebody that might need help in a more, you know, dire and serious way. There it is, the, the Sikorsky. The Coast Guard uses this to get on out there. Imagine if you were further out to sea than I was. Imagine you were on a boat that, that sank or something along those lines. Imagine you were bobbing around in, in a life raft or a survival suit or maybe nothing at all. But word had gotten out to whichever was the closest Coast Guard station, and they dispatched one of these things that came to your help. You would, over the din of the ocean, maybe hear the whoop, 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 whoop of a helicopter coming over the horizon. And what might seem lost, all of a sudden, there's a little bit of hope. But the problem with this, and the problem with the guy that was helping me as I was training him, is that help still, when it comes close, can be very far away. Think about a helicopter. It's way up there. Think about the guy on the beach. He's way over there. I want you to think of the entire time leading up to Christ as the call that had come from a humanity in need of rescue to the closest and most equipped Coast Guard life-saving station that there is in heaven. God knew of our need in the moment that it came. It came into Eden, right where our need was inaugurated. When Adam and Eve failed God, when sin entered into the world, and in that very moment, God began his rescue. The call didn't have to come from us. He already knew it. He was already tracking what was going on with us. And when he came looking for us, he said, where are you? How did we respond? I'm hiding. We are in the bushes. Why? Because we're naked. Naked isn't just that quality of not having clothes. It's being exposed. Being exposed to dangers that we had no idea we were getting into when we sinned against God. We're exposed to his holiness and we found ourselves unholy. We found ourselves exposed to the cold that comes from breaking relationship with God. And it's dangerous. Maybe it's a part of our comfort with the message of church, of the gospel, the good news. Maybe it's because we've been removed a little bit from the time in which we thought about this seriously. But the danger that we have spiritually is actually worse than the danger of drowning a couple hundred yards from a beach. Because I'm a baptized child of God, if I had drowned on that day, I would be with the Lord in heaven. But if I were not a baptized child of God, if I didn't have the love of the Father through the saving work of Jesus, through the faith that the Holy Spirit created in Jesus' work, I would be eternally in peril. What John the Baptist said was that Jesus was going to baptize us with the Holy Spirit and with fire, and he had a winnowing fork in his hand. A winnowing fork separates in the harvest the wheat 
that you want to keep from the chaff that gets burned like fuel. Without the saving work of God, we're all chaff. And nothing we do can get us from where we are in danger, in danger of his judgment, and in danger of the penalty of life without God up to where we're safe and saved. Imagine this. Imagine if that helicopter had come so close and hovered 10 feet above you in the water and then left. How tragic. This is the same fate that happens when we encounter the Word of God and we say, eh, later, not me. God has been on a rescue mission, not just for all of humanity, but for you. God has been on a rescue mission for every single one of us individually. And so if you think about it, having the rescue helicopter come near is kind of like Christmas, you know? Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. All of this wonderful announcement of Jesus coming into the world is like the blades of the helicopter beating over the horizon. The prophets are saying they're coming. The Psalms say that he's coming. All of the messianic prophecies pointed to this place and this person and this time. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. But he comes on in into our world in need of rescue. But unless we have something like this coming towards us, we're in trouble. You know what that guy is, right? That's a, a rescue swimmer. The, the rescue swimmer is the one that had been up in that Sikorsky helicopter, but has trained to get in the water. Coming down, descending on, rappelling on a line, coming all the way down into the water, equipped with everything that he would need to come alongside you. He's coming towards you. And the thing about life-saving is that the lifesaver never asks for your cooperation. And as a matter of fact, they're trained to come up behind you and to wrap their arms around you so that you don't fight them off. The rescuer rescues you. And you don't do anything in order to be rescued. What happens is somebody comes, they drop down into the water, they swim to you, they grab you, they put you in the basket, and they ask the helicopter to hoist you up and take you to safety. It's all the work of God that he came into the world to look for you, to search you out, to come into this wet environment of sin and disobedience and sickness and death and fear and all of the things that make this world a broken place. And he says, I've got you. He comes and he wraps the arms of his love around us and he brings us back to safety. All analogies, of course, break down at some point in time. And this analogy has the rescue swimmer. You know, of course, he's not going to take your place in the ocean. He's not going to go down the sh with the ship. He's coming with that rescue basket too. Willing to give his life or her life if need be. But Jesus had to. That's how it worked. And that's how it still works. 
The work of God is to take your place in your sin. The work of God is to take your place in your fear. The work of God is to take your place in your sickness, and yes, even in your death. And his job was to die. And that's what his baptism did for you. Jesus got all wet because he needed to be in our circumstance. The one who created water went into the water in order to be drowned by the water. That's how he died, after all. It wasn't from pain on the cross that he died. It wasn't from the separation from his father, all that was, though, that was hellish. Physically, Jesus died from drowning. That's what happens in crucifixion. You're unable to displace the water in your body through respiration, and eventually you drown in your own bodily fluids. Jesus gave his life in water and then gave us water to join us to his death. Now, this would be a very maudlin and syrupy and sentimental sermon if I just left it there. Say, yes, Jesus died for you. Oh, and we beat our breasts and we say, I'm sorry, and we confess our sins and all of those things. But it really would not truly be a rescue unless the one that came into our death also lived again. And that's exactly what happened. Baptism doesn't just join us to Good Friday, it joins us to Easter. The fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead just tells us that that's what's going to happen to us too. Do you not know, St. Paul said, that those of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we've been united with him in a death like his, certainly we'll be united with him in a resurrection like his. And it's in that resurrection that you are the target of his search and rescue mission. You are the one that Jesus has died, lived and died and lives again for. And you know what? Jesus doesn't just rescue us. He deputizes us. I wonder, who is it that God has put in you in your life that you are a rescue swimmer for? Who is it that God knows is in need of saving, that needs to get connected to the one who came and lived and died and lived again for. I wonder if we've been united with him in his death on a rescue mission, if we shouldn't also be thinking of our life as one that's engaged with him in that same rescue mission to the world. Imagine how you'd wake up in the morning thinking about what is possible, how it's not just another Monday, not just another day to go to work or to school or in retirement to do whatever retired people do. I don't know. I'm not there yet. But that you're on a mission. Around here, we say God has a mission and 
we're a part of it. Well, here it is. Let's remember that we've been joined with Him in those waters, joined to His death, joined to His life, so that we might help join others to Him. God grant it to us for Jesus' sake. Amen. Please rise. Now may the peace of God that passes all of our human understanding keep your hearts and minds rejoicing in your baptism and helping other people to live in theirs. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church, please visit spalutheran.org. God's blessings to you. Go in peace and serve the Lord.